Welcome to The Rookie Physio, the podcast for physio students and early career physios who want to accelerate their journey to becoming a highly effective physiotherapist. I'm Nathan Mobbs, a physiotherapist and owner of Personal Best Physiotherapy in Wodonga, Victoria, and this podcast is a collaboration between me and Rachel Stevens. Together, we're going to unpack what life is really like after uni and help you transition to private practice with lots of practical tips, tools, and strategies. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Rookie Physio Podcast. It's been a while since our last episode, but we hope you were all able to dive into the last episode about a traffic light guide to exercise prescription. Welcome to my co-host, Nath. What do we have in store for our listeners today? Hi, Rach. So based on some feedback from some of our listeners, um, I wanted to do wanted us to do an episode about how to choose your PD, your professional development, during your first one or two years out. So um, that's what we're going to do today. I'm really excited for today's episode. Um, as a fourth-year physio student, I've already started thinking about some PD, so I'm excited to find out some tips. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And the fact that you're thinking about what you might um, be doing next year is um, is really um, it's it's a really good thing. And I encourage all final year students to. Um, have a think about what, what they might want to do in their first year out. So one of the main things that we want that we need to discuss today is the fact that once you become a qualified physio, you no longer have to learn about a, about a particular topic or content. So it's now up to you to choose what you learn. And if you're starting out in a good clinic, there should be some in-house training with either a senior physio or your boss but usually you also have the opportunity to do some external PD outside the clinic. Uh, This can be a really rewarding thing, but only if you choose correctly. So you have a choice which gives you freedom, but this also gives you responsibility um, to choose the right course for you. And it'll either be you or someone else paying, and you're also making an investment of your free time to continue your learning. So I thought it might be helpful to give you our top six tips to help you make the right choice with your PD, and this should avoid you spending time and money doing courses which you don't get a lot out of. What is your tip number one? So the first thing which I think is really important is that if you are now doing this learning off your own back, you're not forced to do it, then consider what you are curious about. Um, What you are curious about is what will drive you to learn and understand, whereas if you just sign up for a course because that's what everybody does in first year uh, without thinking about whether whether you're actually curious about it, then you're less likely to pay attention for the full two or three days. You're less likely to ask questions of the uh, presenters and you're less likely to implement it when you get back into the clinic. So think about what you are curious about. And the easiest way to do this is to reflect on your placements. And you may be able to remember 
a physio who you're observing the way that they work or a method that they were using and you, you might have thought to yourself that that's really interesting or you might have seen a physio employing some techniques that were really effective. So if you think about your placements, think about what was really interesting, what, what was really rewarding, then that can guide you to think, well, maybe I will go and learn about that. Um, so consider what you're curious about. So, Nath, what was something you were curious about and did your professional development in? Yeah, it's, it's always good to think about examples. I remember in my first year out, I was at uh, Aubrey Base Hospital and we had a um, someone from the McKenzie Institute in Australia who came and give who came and gave a I think it was maybe a one or two hour introduction to the McKenzie method and it was very practical so it was hands-on he was showing us um, some basic things that you would do and I thought that was really interesting it was a little bit different to what I'd learned at uni uh, I liked the idea that it was based around movement and function and so that encouraged me to sign up to Mackenzie Part A and, uh, and follow that series. So I know on my private practice placement, a lot of the physios talked about Mackenzie as a professional development and highly recommended that. So um, any listeners out there that have heard that, definitely look into that um, if you're curious about that one. What's tip number two? All right, so tip two is to find out who your most likely patients will be. Um, if you are considering working in private practice, then it's a good idea to find out what sort of patients you're most likely to be seeing um, in your diary uh, and also what sort of clinic you will be working in. So, for example, if you're working in a small clinic uh, that doesn't have Pilates reformers, then there's not a lot of point in going and doing reformer level one you're, you're unlikely to use it if you don't have the equipment or space set up to do that and uh, likewise um, there's no point in doing sports level one if you're working in a practice that is primarily treating an older population so if you can find out a little bit about who your most likely patients will be then you can choose courses that mean you will apply that skill and that knowledge quite readily you don't really want to spend time learning stuff that you're not going to use or you're not going to apply in your everyday um, practice as a physio i think that's a really important tip and probably something that we might get carried away with because we think we're so curious and set on something but then practically we can't implement yeah, yeah, that, that, that's right. So um, try, try, if you can, try and find out some information about who your most likely patients will be. Okay, so what's tip number three? So tip number three, which uh, you may have heard before, is that um, as physios we will have our strengths and we will have our weaknesses. And often um, if you know you have a weakness in a particular area, then shoring up those weaknesses or that weakness with a course is a really good way to address that. Um, 
Now, this can be a little bit tricky because you might not be 100% excited about going and doing a course in a particular area if it's your weakness. But think about this. If you bite the bullet and you become competent and confident in something that you know is a weakness, it's going to make your daily life as a physio much easier if you do that. So the way to go about this is to consider what you found most challenging at uni or something that perhaps wasn't quite clear to you even by the time you graduate. Uh, you might have a, a sense that you know you need to work on that and then see if you can find a course that will help you become both competent and confident in that area. Yes, and I'm sure all of us have that certain body part that we're not confident or that certain area of physio that we're not confident in. So great tip. What is tip number four? Tip number four is uh, consider doing a series. There is so much uh, PD that is available to you as a new graduate or early career physio. When you look on the APA site or elsewhere or even scrolling through Facebook, you'll find so many courses. Now, some of these are one-off courses, and there's nothing wrong with doing a one-off course. Um, but if that first course is part of a series, it gives you the option of learning more about a particular method or approach. So uh, if you are semi-interested in Pilates, then consider choosing a provider that will run a series so that you can do level one through to level four or a, B, C, D, however they title it. And this same uh, principle applies for other areas like dry needling or the McKenzie method as we spoke about um, or if you're doing the APA spinal courses. There's lots of examples where you can do a series and the idea is that the second one builds on the first one and the third one builds on the second one and so on. Now, what's good about that is that you might sign up for part A or level one in your first year out, and if you don't like it, well, that's fine. You, you just do level one and then you can choose something else. So you don't necessarily have to sign up to the whole series, um, but it just gives you the option of doing that. Thanks, Nate. So we've given you some great examples from courses that include series. So that could be those Pilates courses, the dry needling and McKenzie method would be tip number five. Tip number five is something that might be a little bit new to our listeners and that is to find um, an accountability buddy. So what, what does this mean? Uh, a common mistake that happens is that physios, and this happens to all of us, that we will go and do an external course and they're usually quite intensive. They might be over two, three or four days. And during those two, three or four days, you're asked to absorb a lot of information in a short period of time. Now, this can be good because you can really immerse yourself in the topic whilst you're there. But what will often happen is that we get back into the clinic and the first week we think, yes, I'm going to use that technique. And the second week we think, oh, oh it doesn't work all the time, so I'll use it a little bit less. And then by the time we get to a month down the track, we're not that keen to continue to um, test or implement what we've learnt. So if you have a, um, 
an accountability buddy, then what you can do is you can set up something so that you, when you come back from the course, you check in with them at maybe one week after the course and then maybe one month after the course. And the idea is that that person asks you, um, how, you know, how did you go? What did you learn from the course? What are you implementing? How is it working out for you with your patients? Now, this person, you know, we're calling them an accountability buddy. It could be your boss. It could be a senior physio, but it could also even be a uni mate. Um, but they just need to be prepared to take the role seriously. So having someone to keep you accountable is a, is a really strong force. It's just like tea, you know, having someone to tee up to go to the gym or go for a run. If you've got someone else there that you're accountable to, you're much more likely um, to do it. Definitely. And it's not just in the workplace, like you said, um, and would be great to make sure you're putting those, those tips that you're learning into your practice. All right, so we're up to our last tip. What is it? Uh, so this last tip is, uh, I'm calling it, make yourself an ace. And um, this is a, a little bit of a rubber meets the road um, concept for new graduates and early career physios. And that is that um, in private practice, you do have to promote yourself to a degree um, in the practice and also in the community you work in. So um, that will typically look like um, usually pr promoting you to the existing patients of that practice. And so what you want to do is you, you want to try and make yourself an authority or a celebrity or an expert in a particular area. So if you're able to do this, then you get a little bit ahead of the curve and it helps to um, fill your books as a um, new graduate or early career physio. So what this means is that once you've completed the course and you're back in the clinic, ideally you want to have a chat to someone about how can I use what I've learnt to increase my profile in my community or to the existing patients of that practice. Uh, again, if you've got someone like a senior physio or your boss to brainstorm with, there could be lots of ways of doing that. Uh, you could write a blog series about what you learnt. You could do a couple of videos demonstrating things uh, that were interesting on the course. Um, you could put an article in a newsletter. There's lots of channels which you can use and lots of um, uh, methods to improve your profile. But that's that's something that um, will really help you. So, so don't just come back from the course and implement it. Um, look at ways you can actually share what you've learned to your potential patients. Great. Um, and that's all our tips, but I do have some additional questions. Um, it, so you kind of touched on it before, but you can, where do we find courses? Yeah, um, good good question, Rach, because there are lots available and, and lots of ways of finding them. Um, probably a good starting point is to go to the APA um, website. Um, most, I would say that probably the majority of new graduate physios working in private practice will be asked to become a member of the APA. Uh, this gives you a number of benefits um, 
in particular. Well, it gives you your um, professional indemnity insurance at a great rate, but it also gives you access to courses that the APA is running, um, as well as links to external providers. So that's probably a good starting place. Um, you can often go from there and follow links to other external providers to find out more information. Um, I suppose the other way would be to um, you know, contact a physio that you remember um, from placement and ask them for a link to a course um, you know, that they were talking about or that you were interested in um, when you're on placement. Uh, so that's all for this episode. Uh, we, uh, both Rachel and I, are really excited about how the Rookie Physio is coming along. As we mentioned uh, in our last episode, we've had over a 1,000 downloads and we want to keep growing, um, growing our podcast. So if you do have any feedback for us, um, please leave us a review either uh, through the uh, wherever you are listening to the podcast or the other way you can do it is through the Contact Us uh, page on our website, Personal Best Physio, um, and just uh, send us an email with um, some feedback or tips there. We are also, uh, we will be doing a little bit of work on the website to make sure that we actually get the any downloadable resources. Um, I know that we've had a little bit of trouble putting some of those up. Uh, we are working on that and we'll keep you posted uh, on that um, as we improve the website. Yeah, and don't forget to check us out on Instagram um, at the Rookie Physio Podcast. Um, you can find all your latest updates from there and give us a follow. That's all for this episode. For any content related to this episode, please visit our website, personalbestphysio.com.au. Click on the Our Team tab and then go to Resources for Students. We love your questions. If you want to send one in, then just use the Contact Us page of our website and send us an email. If you like our podcast, please leave us a review either on our Facebook page or Instagram account at The Rookie Physio Podcast. Thanks for listening and catch you on the next episode.